Now, to be clear, that was Jesus talking to people in the temple at a particular time for a particular reason. That was not an indictment on Bethany Lutheran Church just there, but it gets us to the point of what was happening there and a little bit of my aha as I understand the interconnectedness of what it means to be a disciple. Because it becomes so easy for certain parts of our life to be just placed in silos and they work independently for one, from one another. But I, what I realized as I have grown into my life as a disciple is that that growth has happened exponentially when I don't see particular points of my life in silos, but I see more and more the interconnectedness that they have to each other. And I really know the challenge that some young pastors face when they wanna talk about this interconnectedness of our life and how that helps us grow as a disciple. Because it is not uncommon, particularly if a pastor has gone from college and then to seminary and now in a first congregation and they are seen as someone who's young and might not have a lot of business experience, this can be their experience on their first or second Sunday at a new congregation. And that is, they will be standing there greeting people, and some person will walk up, usually a man, and usually from a smaller congregation, and will walk up to the pastor and say, Pastor, you take care of the spiritual stuff, and we, and usually points to two other men behind him, will, and we will take care of the finances. And they just lay down that marker right from the start. And I think what an opportunity lost that they have already decided that the matters of stewardship are going to be different from the matters of faith and, and spirituality. And that's such a miss for us to realize that things are going to be separated out in our lives rather than being able to say, Pastor, we want you to know that everything we do here connects to itself and everything that we do here helps us to grow better and stronger. And so we count on you to be that person who will, who will help us connect all of the aspects of our spiritual life knowing that stewardship is one of those aspects, that stewardship is a part of our spiritual practices that help the rest of us get better. And when we look at this, that's why I, I love that passage from Nehemiah this morning that Anel read for us. That passage talks about the time where the people had been taken into exile. So they'd been in Babylon in exile for 50 years, and then Cyrus, king of Persia, has allowed them to come back home and to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, which had been utterly destroyed. So they start rebuilding the temple, a little bit of the wall around Jerusalem, and then it comes time for a worship ceremony to take place and we hear that as a part of that that the people brought their offerings they brought their first fruits they brought their tithes to the temple and it says that when they did that the people rejoiced this was not a matter of saying all right 
We got this whole temple thing, so we have to support it, folks. Come on, you can do this. So everybody brought in their tithes and their offerings and laid them down, and once they got that over with, then they could go and decide it was time to rejoice. No, what we heard, it was the actual bringing of the tithes and the offerings that was the start of the rejoicing for the people because they understood that interconnection of how all of that would play out in their lives. And then, of course, we go on and we hear then that some of those tithes and offerings went to support the priests, the Levites, those who were taking care of and ministering to the people. And I know that the other thing that can happen with a young pastor in a church is that people can say, we get it, pastor. We need to bring our offerings to the church so that you don't have to work anymore. That's kind of how it, how it feels. Like we are just the recipients of your generosity. But what we heard in that is not only did the priests and the Levites take something, but they also passed it on. They understood that generosity was to be spread throughout the people and all of the ways that spiritual lives were enriched, that's what was happening through their tithes and their offerings and people rejoiced at the opportunity to have their spiritual lives enriched in that way. And that's, that's a way we have to think about stewardship. It connects us and makes us stronger in our own being so that we can be stronger with the people around us. And as we have that first letter of Timothy, which Anel just read so beautifully and captured that last phrase, because as, as we have that passage coming through, it talks to us a little bit about that generosity piece, that stewardship piece. Again, if we're rich, we're not supposed to be haughty, but instead we understand what happens through that richness that we have. We understand the joy that comes by being able to, to give to somebody else, by being able to serve, by being able to impart good works upon the world. All of that happens, and when we fully engage in that, we realize the rest of our life gets better. That when, when we understand that stewardship becomes a spiritual practice for us, all of a sudden we realize we pray a little bit better. We read the Bible a little more fully. Worship becomes a, a more important part of our life. And we've been talking to you for the past year or several years about that connection between offering and worship because we understand that you can't put different parts of your life in silos, but instead you have to integrate them together so that everything gets better. And then we hear the end, as I mentioned, as, as Anel got to that point that we hear from 1 Timothy, it's when all of that happens that you take hold of the life that really is life. It's only life if all of it is brought together. If you understand that your prayer life has an impact on your worship life, which has an impact on your study life, which has an impact on your generosity, which has an impact on the way you invite people and encourage them, when all of it comes together, life becomes more full because your whole spirit gets engaged in it. 
And I think that was one of the challenges that Jesus saw happening when he went to the temple. Another aha for me is I would, I would read that passage of Jesus coming in and seeing the, the money changers in the temple and they were selling the sacrifices probably for an exorbitant fee. And I always thought, well, it's just about the injustice of it that Jesus was so angry for. I think Jesus also might have said, you missed the point of worship and the point of stewardship. And you separated them one from another so you know are, you're no longer able to grow in both because they haven't become integrated in all of your spiritual life. Because this is the other thing we heard from that portion of 1 Timothy, is that God has blessed us with all of these things for what? Just so we could give them away? No. It says God has blessed us with these things for our enjoyment. God really wants us to enjoy that it is that we have. And part of that enjoyment is realizing it's a part of our entire life. Because we realize that when Jesus went out and about, he did not go to his disciples and say, okay, Peter, you're gonna be my prayer disciple. All right, Matthew, you're going to be my stewardship disciple. Bartholomew, you're going to be my Torah, my study disciple. And then go to the other ones. Okay, you're going to be the, you know, Simon, you're going to be the one who invites people. And just goes down the line and tells them that they all have a specific function. No, Jesus invited them all to be disciples, which means all of those spiritual practices when they come together make all of our life better. And I might have even known that intellectually at certain points in my life, but it wasn't until I had an experience where I realized this actually means something in your spirit. When I had uh, finished up my ministry in New York and I had taken the call to Trinity Lutheran Seminary, I didn't have a congregation now. I was just there uh, as a person looking for a congregation in the town where in, in Columbus, but my family hadn't joined me yet, so every week I would just sort of travel around and visit uh, alumni I knew and people from the seminary, and every week I would go to a different church and. Oftentimes when I'm there, I just write a check for $25 and put it in the offering plate because I really didn't have a place that was my congregation yet. And I was doing that for a while and it was okay, but nothing was particularly exciting. And then actually one day I was driving home from preaching up in Northern Ohio and making that drive home, uh, Karen called me and I, and I had my ear thing in so I wasn't talking on the phone but I was being very safe about my driving and talking to Karen. And as we were driving home, she informed me and she said, oh, by the way, we're joining Peace Lutheran Church next week because she had gone and done the research and had all of that happen. And so the next Sunday I was there and we joined Peace Lutheran Church and I'm like, well, this is our church and so we wrote a check for a thousand dollars and put it in the offering plate and all of a sudden I went what a difference that made in my life all of a sudden all of a sudden I felt like the parts of my life that spiritually were unfed now it all came together because my life of stewardship and my life of worship and my life of prayer my life of study and my life of generosity had interconnected again and I felt like a complete disciple. You can't separate out parts of your life. There is not take care of your spiritual life 
and we'll take care of the stewardship, it'll never work. Those are to be integrated together. Because God did not call you to pray. God did not call you to worship. God did not call you to serve other people. God did not call you to invite people into the fellowship. God did not call you to be an encourager. God did not call you to be a giver. God calls you to be a disciple. And when all of that comes together, everything gets better. And you will find that something is out there something that is so ready for you to take hold of it. It is simply life that really is life. Amen.